And it has begun. Welcome to another episode of From the Kitchen Table to the Streets. To the streets. Beat, I am Josh. I'm Mark. Beat the brown down. Beat the brown down to pound town. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, it's too much. It's too it's, much. Yeah. Today's episode is its so interesting. There's so many things to say. So many feelings. So many words so come many, to mind. So many words come to mind. This episode is, is dedicated to the Netherlands. This is dedicated to the Netherlands. Not the nether regions. The Netherlands. the Netherlands. I love you, Norway. Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Norway. Good night. Exactly. And the Republic of Moldavia. Yes, the scourge. The scourge, you told me these. All these. <laughs> Fair enough. So today's episode is... It's about really important world issues and uh, Infinity War and <laughs> Infinity War and cooking stuff and eating stuff and drinking yeah. stuff and touching stuff. Apparently, and we stuff. had a little we had a we had a tip a from, from a listener. Yes, a listener. Uh, a listener that uh, I didn't make any sense. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a listener that is uh, that has a very successful podcast. Uh, Shout out to Derek Becker from Comic uh, Comic Pros and Cons. It's a killer podcast that he sits down with uh, with creators. We should be on Patreon. How are we going to get fat paid for our sweet art? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do that. This shit costs money, so pay for my funny. That's right. This shit costs money, so pay for my funny. Anyhow. Our funny. How long from the kitchen table strength? to the streets. Street. Need them dollars. <laughs> oh, apparently we... We need to acquire uh, them Benjamins. Um, West West, yeah. Give it, give it a cash. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice hat. Yeah, did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> so sweet, twisted. Ball. Oh, good God! How's your week been, sir? That's still a collar problem. Oh, uh, back but to no, the no, collar. I'm not going to go back into it. Uh, it's just it's a it's a recurring thing. It's a theme. Um, a joyous theme? No, no, not at all. I'm a sure. S- a, Smoked sausage smelling theme is what it is. Anyhow, uh, pretty good. Had a bunch of laydowns this week. Uh, that's what? That's three and three and two. That's eight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Eight. Eight, <laughs> yeah. eight folks. So, I was walking past their loved and bereaved while listening to a saucy James Taylor. <laughs> and because of my eclectic taste in music, it goes from James Taylor directly to Howlin' Wolf. Also, Warren Zeffin, because I like Warren Zeffin. One song in particular. As you should. Werewolves in London, man. Oh. Yep. That's right. And then directly into Astro Creep. <laughs> because I turn the world around with Astro a, Creep. I turn, around, I turn the world around with a skeleton hand. That's right. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> anyway, well, no. Uh, <laughs> Derek uh, gave us a gave us a listen and liked the podcast, but he said, "I have no idea what you guys are talking about." Still don't, so, Derek. Yeah, we we don't either. West West, yeah, yeah. Uh, up there in Michigander. Is yeah, that, right on. Yeah. Uh, the Mac Daddy of Detroit. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> the Mac Daddy of Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> Oh. What up, man? I'm just saying, huh? Uh, yeah, we don't have we didn't have a pre-plan. The thing was, 
is to say things and think things and then say things that we thought. So having done that, that was the end of our roster. Thinking thoughts, saying words. That's right. So that was as far as we were going to go with it. I mean, we could talk about free flowered ball sacks, uh, any of those things that you find interesting, which you don't. I mean, not you, listener, what, but me. What I've um, found interesting, since I have to edit all this stuff, is how, how often we veer towards food and things. Well, yeah, that's a big thing. Uh, I'm obsessed with stuff like that, and it was my calling. I was always an artist. I, was always, I, was, I knew I was always going to do something like that because of, well, because of poverty. We just wasn't in the cards. So, and there's no outlet down here for, for uh, real original art. It's kind of like if you're not painting a picture of LSU or writing a poem about crawfish and what grandma used to say, you're pretty much out of luck. Uh, there's no dark humor down here. There's one comedy club. So, I mean, kind of, you're just kind of stuck in the coal into the world. No, don't get me wrong. I love where we're from. Yeah, I really this do. This is the, it's a the really unique, of the universe. It's a really unique place. But as far as art goes, you have to fit in a very small small rectangular padded razor bladed box and if you move at all you will be cut and you will bleed and if you bleed art well that's one thing it's more motivation but if you don't it'll suck dry your dreams and that's what happens to a lot of people down here not bitter not upset just telling you how it is because uh being trying to be a life uh, trying to live as an artist i was always a writer and i tried music and i tried comedy and i tried all this stuff and then I went into culinary arts because, believe it or not, it is an artistry. So um, any, any kind of outlet I could, and uh, it was always a very interesting thing. But there, there again, it's kind of there's a glass ceiling here, and it wasn't a black thing, and it wasn't a white thing. It was a poor country thing versus a rich country thing, and we just uh, couldn't find a way out. And uh, at this time, you kind of uh, cylindricate yourself into tubular fashion. And as, as you do so, you realize that you're leaving the barrel of a gun quickly into a dead brick wall target. So enjoy your life while you can kind of scenario. No. But uh, no, no, actually, things are looking up because, I mean, an outlet is an outlet. And that's yeah. what this is. And, the, yeah. and uh, we're, I mean, we want to go it's deep. It's an outlet. It's a platform. We've been it's known to go deep. what we need. I mean, if we were monosyllabically uh, paid for this, it would be one thing to, to blow a Joe down and, uh, you know, and uh, and you drink a drink, and then talk about life in general. If only we could just find the ducats. That's but, right. But as it happens so far, <sighs> Excelsior, my friends, because it's just it's a it's a beautiful time. We're starting a new podcast, and we wanted to give you a little um, <clears throat> exposition. There's not going to be a narrative. There's just not. And we were toying around with the idea of having maybe a series, not War of the Worlds, but some kind of little series where we talk back, back and a forth. A serial stuff like show. A little serial show and everything. So if you got comments or you got ideas or whatever, you know, throw them at us. It'll be fine. Uh, no deposit, no return. But as far, but as far as that goes, I mean, we're just going to try and approach it from that fact element because it's just interesting. It and really on, is. On that note, <sighs> so how many times did you masturbate today? None yet. Liar. <laughs> yet. I mean, in the middle of this podcast, feeling and, I'm and you at keep work. looking and you keep giving me that look, I might just have to take it out. I'm at work, and it's lunch. I have my phone. The door is locked. <laughs> but there is some ethics involved. And I look around, and there's no cameras. Is that a two-way I should hope mirror? that there's no cameras in the bathroom. You don't know my business. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch. What if they're stealing the precious bathroom cleaning supply? Uh, uh, 
Toilet paper costs money, Josh. They use Ajax here. Mine now. I can't wait to snort all of this. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I thought about that scene in Cheech and Chong the other day where the chick snorts the Ajax. Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, I remember uh, Cheech hitting the uh, the detergent in the bag. Yeah. He snorted yeah. it, pretending it was Coke or whatever, and then he ended up like foaming at the mouth and blowing yeah. bubbles or whatever. But, you know... <sighs> No. No. I'm not going down to you, Chong. No. It's been done. Yeah. There's nothing left to say. I think they've said all they can say with that piece. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they really did. Yeah. We, they really far, they took that as far as, we can. far as it could. Yeah, I like weed too, man. Right on. Let's be. <laughs> let's smoke weed and be weird. Yeah. Uh, be a Mexican, not a Mexican. That's right. But it's anyway. What is Chong? He's not Mexican. What He's is he? Just some dude. Just some dark-skinned dude with yeah, a mustache. Just some stoner Like Jim dude. Croce. Oh, Jim. Or that guy with the mustache in that movie. Yeah, that dude. That you know dude, I'm yeah. I, I'm Gary Busey. And I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I love Gary, Gary Busey. He Busey. should be in more stuff. I don't care if his eyes caved in and he's crazy as a loon. <laughs> we should remake Silver Bullet with oh Gary Busey God. as he is now. And he could be the guy in the wheelchair because he's half there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I love oh you, Busey. God. Now, Busey, Busey, tell me you love me back. Busey, tell me that you love me back. <laughs> okay, yeah. <let's> go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that sweet, just happened. Sweet Busey, <laughs> sweet Busey. Look, mm. <laughs> I want to look into your crazy eyes. <laughs> and that one that I don't know where he's looking at. Yeah, and I'll get look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Sorry, hey. I want to look into your crazy eyes. You look at me. Your teeth are fantastic. <laughs> That man's a loon, but have you seen his teeth? Yeah. White, perfectly straight, veneers, falsies. <laughs> Who knows? Falsies are the things they put in their press to, I mean, to make, I, yeah. I mean, false teeth, not falsies. <laughs> but, yeah. Falsies is hey, something that girls used to put. He's stuffing falsies in his mouth. <laughs> it's not beyond that. Is <laughs> this Gary Busey we're talking about? <laughs> if, I, if I were somebody that was important to anybody for any reason, I would put falsies in my underwear up against my butt so my butt had nipples. <laughs> and then I would take make a Tinder profile and pretend I was hey, a chick. Hey, how you doing there, nipple butt? Picture so it looked like a huge set of chucks. And then when I was getting a message from Tweedledee and Little Willie you know, from North BR, I would just be like, every picture is like, send me a pic, baby. I'd be like, okay, and every picture would be like two inches further away so they could see I was just a fat, bearded redneck. <laughs> because that's vengeance. Me too. Fist up for you. Speaking of vengeance, you finally got to see Avengers of Infinity War. Yeah. It was a war of infinity. Not really. I think it's... Um, <clears throat> I was interested. It deviated a little bit from the Infinity Gauntlet, but of course, what wouldn't? Uh, it's a different story, but I, I did like that they kind of, they didn't Easter egg it, but they left in the snap. They left in the gauntlet. They left in the, the whole storyline uh, about that. And some interesting stuff, but I mean, there are people, believe it or not, in that universe, canon or not, that can stomp Thanos' butt. Infinity Stone's known. Yeah. Adam Warlock's one of them. Captain Marvel. You can think of several different characters that can show up and be like, "Not today, Willie." Yeah. And uh, and that's fun. It's just I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to watch it and dissect it. But then again, I got to work. I've seen it. I don't have the time to do that kind of you know uh, I've breakdown. Seen it if now, you want to hear the breakdown, probably about five times. 
Uh, every time. Love it. It never gets old. It has not gotten old yet. And every time I see it, you, you realize more and more how much of Thanos' story that movie was. What I really, and the Avengers were just What a I really bunch of liked about characters. Thanos is they, they played him like I read him. Yeah. When I was a kid yep. and I read the Infinity Gauntlet, he wasn't just a dumb guy with a hammer or a guy with golden gloves that would beat the crap out of you. He was smart. He was the mad titan. He was smart. He was intelligent. He was passionate about his cause and then went on to destroy not only his home world, that was but one of every the- other world to prove a point. He considered himself broken, but so merciful in knowing that he could save everything yeah, by there's destroying. A genius line that he says to Gamora, I'm the only one that knows. And it's like, that's the Thanos that I read. It was, re- well, I mean, he, he was a, little, a lot more rough in the comic. Remember the time it was written. Yeah. But still, uh, ahead of its time, brilliant. Um, I wonder how they're going to spin it, but knowing what I do about it, I think the uh, the wizard, the alien wizard that was throwing stuff all around, played the Mephistopheles part from the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. That was that was not with less fiery devil guy, and of course he didn't appear in the city and make people fly around and stuff. Yeah, but it's an action movie, so you got to make action happen. Fair enough. I am an amateur writer-director myself, so if I was doing it, which no one will ever give me that much money, but yeah. if they did, and if you do, and if, if you, you do, do um, I would have handled it a little different, but it was brilliantly put together. Uh, it's very clear. The recordings digitally is very clear. The uh, subtle nuances and the shadows and everything, if you look at it, really beautiful, but the CGI was seamless in a lot of situations. You and couldn't really tell. That's one of the things I Super love. Super Wizards. Now that I've seen it a bunch of times. Who wants to watch Wizard Battle? Yeah. Hands are up. So I love that line. Hey, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Stark, some of his cracks in the beginning were very funny. Yeah. I laughed several times. I uh, teared up when Thanos' speech. I got emotional when Thanos sacrificed Gamora. Yeah. And it showed they tried to humanize the monster. I like it. So this is also true in Rob Zombie movies. Stuff like that where they try to humanize and get you to attach to the villain. To show the villain is not... Well, it's insane, but not insane in the way you or I think. That person yeah. or creature or animal believes that the course of action they are will lead to the subtle mercy or the subtle victory that they're that hoping for. That was one of for. the most beautiful scenes in the movies when he makes that turn and he's got tears in his eyes. And you could tell um, he's I thought just it was interesting. My favorite was the uh, um, that, that scene. If you could cut these two scenes together, that scene and when he hallucinated. Yeah. He hallucinated the young Gamora. Yeah. Um, as a, a a mad titan, not a titan from old Greek, but a titan as in from the planet Titan. Yeah. Um, not the not the Jupiter planet, but you know it's a galaxy far, far away or some other universe. But anyway, super super interesting, and the power of the Infinity Gauntlet so far seeds anybody, really, because it will. But they had the right idea, and I like the way they showed that they, he had to close his fist. Yeah. To will each stone, I like that, and they got really close to smoking him several yeah, it, times. Uh, it lets you see that there is a that there's a it's a mechanism. It's not just you know it's not just it's not just will. It's not just his power. There's a there's a mechanism behind it. There is a mechanism, but to prove that he had the power to hold the stone, they showed him. But he never picks it up with the gun. He always picks it up with his bare yeah. hand first, examines it, 
and then, and then drops it, it into the gauntlet. Into the gauntlet. Yeah. That was a neat touch. I like it. I like the way they got his sack face and his scarred face, yeah. like or whatever decorated face. Up oh, and then when you look at it and you think about it, he decorated Gamora's face same way. Similar, yeah. It's similar, but it's very feminine. Yeah, and all that. And then of course Nebula was not anything like the comic books. No, but very taken apart. She's supposed yeah. to be a bunch of different pieces in the in the in the movie. She was a bunch of different pieces yeah. in the comic, and dripping with goo, and <laughs> so, dripping and dripping with goo. So I thought that was interesting. If you haven't seen it, if you have, well, who, who am I joking? Everyone's seen that seen movie. But if you have, tell me your take on the. If you comment, or if you want to send us a message, comment on the emotional state of how they portrayed Thanos, which I think is the most interesting, diabolical. And well done character in the Avengers series by far, rather than showing everybody's angst. Romanoff had angst. Oh, strange. Everybody has angst. It starts their origin, whatever made them, you know, have that problem. You show Thanos first, and then you get to his emotional side, which I never portrayed. I thought of him dealing with it internally. Yeah. Very cold, but still having those emotions. They showed it in the movie. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting because it made you made you <clears throat> I don't know not feel for him but see see where the madness had gone yeah it was like Adolf Hitler had children and I'm sure he cried for them still a monster yeah still put a bullet in his head every day of the week not even a question but that's not the point the point is to look at him from a from humanity even though that's not a human that's a, yeah. an alien essentially um thought that was very interesting yeah that that and he fell off the planet. That definitely <clears throat> shook me to my emotional core. I like the, his, the way they, they went back to the Infinity Gauntlet several times with iconic scenes that I remember. Right after he and ashed everybody, he appeared at the cottage. Now, it was different in the books, but the cottage. Yeah. Thanos' second chance. At the end of the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. he's there. He's in his paradise. After and my that's work he, is and done, it, and it's they don't show him courting death in this one either. No, no. I thought was um, interesting. Red Skull which, was a surprise. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, what would you think about Red Skull popping back up? As the Wraith, the Elrond Wraith? Yeah. I was like, nice touch, dude. Look at that. And I was like, I don't remember the, the Guardian thing. Okay, maybe, maybe. I thought it was death when I first saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. she showed up. I think that's what they, that's what we all thought. I was like, if she shows up because he finally got her attention, this is about to be epic sauce on sweets. Yeah, but I love the way that it was you know it was portrayed as the tesseract sent him there as punishment. Yeah. But uh, it, well, anyway, I don't want to fall in too much of a hole because I nerd about that because I have the Infinity Gauntlet series and I like it. Yeah. And I've got the compendium, the two. Yeah, like the, the, the one, trade. Yeah, the trade. But anyway, uh. Super interesting and never not be interesting as we are comic book geek out. We can't comic book too much because there's billions of comic book podcasts. And this song, I mean, this song, this song, this podcast is about balls and freaking pigs, unicorns, <laughs> freaking mountains with big pieces of rock falling down them and Bill loses pieces of brick and mother's pulling yeah. the kids off the street. But being that you hadn't seen it yet and now yeah. you've finally seen it, we I can finally talk about movies it. now, man. I used to love going to the movies so much and now it's just such a hassle for me to get 
get out of the house and go to the movies, even though I love it. It's just hard for me. Uh, I can tell you why, but mm -mm. I don't want to. I want to take the podcast somewhere it shouldn't go. As I think about Sweet Busey, he always he always cheers me up. Is my point? Sweet Busey so, and his falsies. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's bouncy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. You think he's chewing gum? He spits out a false. So was it Cody Feldman that was in the Silver Bullet? Who was the girl? Remember the girl that was his sister? She became a famous actress, and I've seen her in other things. But it was the the girl, um, and Corey Feldman. No, Corey Haim. Was it? Yeah, the wheelchair motorcycle kid. The Fada was the Weiwu. And Busey was the drunken uncle. Yeah. He is the drunken uncle. He is, definitely is the drunken uncle. You should make uncle. a drink. <laughs> Called the drunken uncle? Either that or Busey, Uncle Busey. Uncle Busey. What is it? It's just a, a shot, double shot of... Oh, I got... Wait, uh, turn on my chef. It's a double shot of Kentucky Sour Mash in a rocks glass, heated up in the microwave for three minutes with a peppermint dropped in it. <laughs> Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink one of those right now. That would be pretty nice, actually. It's pecant. It's Dude. not pecant. It's minty and peppery. I don't know. <laughs> Why are they red and white? Shouldn't they be black and white? No, that's racial. <laughs> anyway. This has gone way too far. The Ferris wood. There's no one at the funnel cake stand. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Infinity War. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I'd like, to, I'd like to have watched it more than once just to try to tear it apart. Yeah. I'd make notes. If, the, if, like, if podcasting was my job, I would have done it that way. But it's, yeah. since it's not, I was like, oh, this movie is awesome. I've got to go to sleep. It's 1130. i got to get up at 5, <laughs> make money. Uh, predictions about Infinity War 2. Pistons win 15-3. to three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, there's no predictions. The story goes the way the story goes. If they're not going to bring Adam Warlock in and the, 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 uh, uh, all the people from all over the universe coming in you know, from space because Thanos had like a flying castle outside of the Earth to look down on it. Oh, um, now it's a big ship. It's fair enough. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Death's not there. Mephistopheles not there whispering in his ear all these things. That might show up in the second. I don't know. He just killed half of everything. Yeah. Well, not everything, but everything on the Earth half, so far. No, half the population of the universe. universe is what it said. They just didn't show it. They said it, but they didn't show, oh, here's a weird crab-like creature in Rushar turning into ash. Yeah. They didn't do any of that. You watch so, the uh, end of credit scene? Uh, it's a Marvel movie. Of course I did. Hmm. When he drops the pager and Captain Marvel symbols up there. I it's did. Like, it was like, Captain Marvel's in the wings. Captain Marvel's in the wings. Uh, what's Thanos going to do? I mean, he's got time on his side for sure. But he doesn't know that. And so once, the, once it happens, Thanos is smart. But he's not a super genius. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not going to Lex Luthor it or something like that where he like keeps running. He's not even Doctor Strange smart. But he's smart and articulate, but he's also a driven madman. Yeah. So I think he, he, use, he uses a lot of the... He didn't use the reality very much once he got it. He didn't use the time very much, but he did use the power. Like He was yeah. using what his inclination as a character would be to use. I um, mean, you're not going to see uh, Venom 
hacking into your mainframe. Yeah. He's going to bust through the wall and drag you through the bushes. That's what he does. So the inclination of the character is what you expect of the character. And uh, to break that, to, to break the path, the pathos of that character. Yeah. So you're never going to see that stuff. Um, if Thanos would have hit his knees and started openly weeping, it would have ruined that scene. Yeah. That's no. No matter how bad it got, you're, you're expecting a couple of tears yeah. and maybe a gasp. Well, that's what, that's, that scene, when he turns, he's got the tears in his eyes. He's bereft because he knows what he has to do. Oh, he was going to do it. He already, that was his decision. He was, yeah. It already made it before he even turned. Very interesting. Or Red Skull in Purgatory, right on. Um, Another thing I love about it is, all right, every villain is the hero of his own story. Yeah, yeah. But rarely do you... See get to see that side of it. He did in uh, 90s Blue Cape, uh, Batman Reaper. Yeah. Things like that yeah. where they have an emotional kind of connection to what they're doing. Venom was the same way, but he was the lethal protector. He had an edge, and he crossed the line. That's why we always want to see Batman break. Yeah. You know, And in the comics, a lot of times, every time Batman broke, he murdered somebody. He killed somebody. Several times Batman killed people. But it was, uh, not break, but like kind of lose control of the situation. Yeah, but even then they made the deaths circumstantial. Always. Like, he's trying to, you know, fight the guy, and the guy won't listen to his commands, and runs and jumps, falls out the window, and lands on a spike. Yeah. It's always something like that. But, uh, please, I mean, don't even do in this. the Burton, even in the 89 Burton movie, they made his death circumstantial. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was let go. Yeah. Stop trying to escape. Stop trying to escape. Oh, well. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to, eh, Batsy? <laughs> they definitely don't. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Still my favorite part of that whole movie. Stop giggling at me, Keaton. <laughs> uh, he ate the scenery in that movie. He oh, really did. Uh, but that scene, I don't care what you say. Nicholson made a choice because he chose to portray the Cesar Romero version. Of the Joker. Or his take on Cesar Romero. That's right. Romero's that was Jack Nicholson's take on Cesar Romero. Because that's the Batman he grew up with. When did Jack Nicholson see a Batman movie? He didn't. He, he saw did. the Batman series. That's it. That's all the Batman he and had. He may have seen the 66 movie. Maybe. It won't matter. That's what he did. I still think it was a triumph. Um, who else played the Joker? No, I don't want to go on that. I'll talk about Batman all the time. We'll have to make a, but, We'll have to do a whole villains episode. Oh yeah, for for real. Uh, but uh, anyhow, I know I, I like the I like I like the way it went, but the dichotomy of the character. I'm not even using that word correctly, but that's not the point. The point is, is like as you build a character that you don't want to make him too complex. He's a bad guy. Yeah. And no, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a, you know. He's a bad. He's so a I mean, it's guy. just it's one of those things. It just depends on how far you want to go with it, I guess. Uh, really, but I mean, Thanos is a the way they portrayed him gave the character more depth than the two panel, you know, the two dimensional panel yeah. did. Because you see him as a monster, like any other villain, as it came to that. But it's just uh, I don't know. I'm just anxious. I'm not anxious. Excited. I'm excited to yeah. see uh, where they take it because at this point. I mean, if they call Captain Marvel now before the beginning, that means more not just Captain Marvel, but the rest of the, the survivors from all their worlds or wherever are going to show up because Thanos is a problem. I mean, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. He's complete. Yeah. I am complete. I, I've, 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 I can't wait to figure out how Tony and Nebula get back to earth or they you know everyone corrals together i can't wait to see that well, the, uh, that's going to be simple enough i'm sure well, because I'm sure there's going to be but a, 
I love the... The all call has gone out, literally. Yeah. When the universe, half the beings in the universe got destroyed, now everyone in the universe knows. Thanos has the infinity yeah. knowledge. So, it's an all call. It's an emergency call. So, the paramedics are going to show up, the firemen, the cops. <laughs> all that stuff's going to happen. Oh, uh, watching, uh, watching the special features and listening to the commentary the other night, the, the characters that died... Uh, in the on the at the battle at the jungle battle at the Wakandan battle scene, yeah. didn't know until day of. Yeah, and I think that brought a just a a perfect realism to the way that the other characters reacted. I liked uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie had nothing to do with Thanos at all. Really, my favorite part of the movie was after Ragnarok. They're separating Hulk and Banner. Yeah. Now Hulk was was Hulk long enough, and that it separated them. Yeah. So Hulk's got his panties up in a bunch. Yeah. And he's like, I'm tired of defending puny ass Banner. Every time he gets angry, I'm tired of having to do his stuff. <laughs> that's basically what's going yeah. down. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I, that's interesting that they chose that little coin of that the Banner story yeah. to throw in there that they're separating. Like the Hulk is a is the Hulk. He has his own identity and Banner, but they're connected. But Banner has his, and they're one and the same. But they're like almost a split personality. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing that they did in the trailers for that movie. You see the trailers, and there's and Hulk is running towards battle in the Wakanda shots. Yeah, where they're all running towards battle. They did that just for the trailers. Yeah. And then you find out, you know, Hulk's not even, you know, Hulk gets his ass handed to him that's, by Thanos in the first five minutes of the movie. Trick, and that's what I think that was really intelligent of them to do because everybody who's seen the Avengers that's not a fan of the comics, like, just throw Hulk at it, throw Hulk yeah. at it, throw Hulk at it. He's indestructible. He and they get rid of it in the first five minutes. That's oh, how you well, do we it. have a Hulk, and he gets his ass handed, handed to, to him. him, and that was the thing. That was the whole point. Hulk's not going to save you now. What can you do? Oh, dude, the forging of the axe hammer. Ah, uh, yeah, Stormbreaker. That is gnarly. Way more powerful than the original. I thought that was cool. And they're starting to show, with the exception of Black Widow and the non-magical characters, they're starting to experience their actual powers. They showed Scarlet Wish actually doing something this yeah. time. She's flying around. That was the genius part of the movie. Where? Why was she up there the whole time? Yeah, yeah. It's like what was happening, and then they showed you know they showed finally well in this movie another movie, but they showed uh, Thor with his eyes as lightning, mm-hmm. and he's flying around and stuff. He's coming into his own kind of scenario. Yeah, uh, they had some really oh there was an emotional moment between uh, Spidey and, and Stark when Spidey was turning into Ash or oh, yeah. leaves like, or whatever. Don't, don't, that kid who plays go. that played it really well. I was Tom like Tom Holland is amazing. Did you I, see I Spider-Man: was, Homecoming? Yes, but it's, I'm I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drift. Um, yeah. uh, that one part where like I really believe like the sound of his voice I was like oh he's a you remember he's a kid he's a kid and that's who Spider-Man should be yeah should be a young young dude I, he I, is a boy and he is yeah he's scared he's scared he's to scared. death he just wanted to help people out of like some innocent naivety which makes Spider-Man so lovable and Tony's the only f- you know father figure he's got yeah and so it was, it was it was it was it was pretty interesting I like the you're yeah. an Avenger now. You're, yeah, congratulations, you're an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're using fa- oh, we're using made up names now. Well, I'm Spider Man. No, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who is strange. Oh, yeah, fake <laughs> names. Well, I'm Spider Man. 
Yeah, it's just an innocent dude. That's what that's what makes you love. That's another thing love I love is getting to see Doctor Strange be Doctor Strange. Oh, I love that too. I love Doctor Strange. I have so many comics of Doctor Strange, one of my favorites. But uh, he still didn't get. They didn't. They still didn't show him at full mast. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even in his movie, they didn't show him at, full, at like. But we full finally power. get to see him. Like it's been a few years since. Oh, he's a badass. It's been a few years since his movie. So now he's badass. he's done the he, he's done his homework. He's yeah. done the training. Now he is a master of the mystic arts. Yeah, yeah. I like it. But I, I didn't like the way the guy showed up and punked him immediately. But we're supposed to have it because Thanos doesn't keep weakness around him. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, I wish I knew that the the three characters I can't remember like the blue the horned woman alien that creature. is can't remember the name of that creature uh, and the other dude who had like the metal ring around his head that simulated like the big elf ears yeah that's Proxima Midnight is the is I don't the remember chick. those characters in the in the Infinity Island I remember that one when I saw her for the first time with the spear I was like that's Proxima Midnight and I remember the other guy is Maul something something Maul. I, was, I, was, I mean, I was just as interested. But anyway, why are we going to have an intellectual podcast when we can talk about dicks and butts and stuff, man? That's crazy talk. Ah, we talk about that stuff, too. Let's get this money. <laughs> Sorry, I watched straight out of Compton the other get night. Get that money. Easy E was a tragic character. He really was. Feather mustache. It's not gay. It's not fair. They had so much music on the table, man. Yeah. Well, tear. <laughs> yeah, single tear. Anyway, what was that? Oh, that reminds me. Check out this Norwegians from Norway. <laughs> There's a young white man. He's from New Jersey. <clears throat> He's about 18. He's a rapper. His name is AK. I don't know what his real name is. I thought it was Ak, because it's just AK. <laughs> it's not a hyphen. It's not a dash. It's just... Yeah. I thought it was Ack. I was like, that's a cool rap name, Ack. I like that. I was like, cool. No, I was wrong. It's AK. It was AK. He does remixes. And the kid spits heat. He can sing. He can rap. And if we could not get pulled and, and actually play it while we do this, we would. I think we get like 15 seconds. You would, your brain would explode. He writes his remixes and he writes his flows and he, he does, it is in. Impressive. Come on. I fell into it the other night. Um, okay, since we're just doing this, which is the strangest podcast we have ever done. Um, I doubt that. Yeah, there's no jokes or balls or pepper spray or hookers. Dude, we talked about Gary Busey sticking falsies in his mouth earlier. There's well, that really happened, though. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. But anyway... Uh, from the kitchen table to the streets, it's the truth. Yeah, we should be doing what a, a F truth. Cook it cooking show that has street lingo. But anyway, <laughs> this young kid, I'm sitting there and I was looking I was I can't remember what I was listening to a rap song, dirty rap songs, and listening to Sturgill Simpson and some country stuff, the new country that I like that's really good. Oh god. Dude, no. You don't have any idea. It's like a guy our age not holding the language barrier and singing about real stuff. Oh, it's it's interesting. Interesting stuff. But anyway, I was always one that liked a bunch of different stuff. <clears throat> Anyhow, I'm, and then I, what I was doing was like new country, and I'm shifting through the nonsense, and I'll give it 15, 20 seconds if I don't dig it. And then I'll Next like song. new metal, 2018, new uh, black metal. And I'm just listen, I'm looking for new music because I like to do that. It's, I like listening to new music because I, 
I played out my old music. Yeah. I know my old music. That's a lot. So I'm just kind of foraging forth in the music world. Anyway, I got uh, rap, new rap something. I can't remember what I put into the search bar. Anyway, it came out, and there's this white kid. He's kind of, he's not chunky, but he's kind of, he's a young kid. And he's got his little studio set up in his room with the, with the pop filter. And I was like, <gasps> let's see what, you know, because everybody did that at some point. Not yeah. rap, but music. You know, you got your, you stapled the egg crate. You, you did all oh, that yeah. stuff. And I was like. He's got his vocal spot. Yeah, he's got his vocal spot. And, he, you know, he's worked on the beats or downloaded the beat. And he's doing a remix so he can take somebody else's beat or hook or and, and kind of remix a rap over it and still kind of cut in the, the flow. Fantastic. The first one I was like, Blew my mind, jaw was no. dry. It didn't blow my mind, but he's good. So I searched him this time and listened to everything that night. Everything he's put out. Nice. And they're three, two minute song, three minute song. That Just dude's burning it up. Oh, that huh? dude's got bars. That dude eats the beat. Uh, and I followed his career. Well, his career. He's a young kid. But as I followed his YouTube videos mm-hmm. as he's gone down, the entire time he uh, he started out trying to do it in his hometown, uh, did a couple of little shows, got big on YouTube, went from a thousand to like fifty thousand in a couple of weeks, and gained momentum. Gained momentum as a YouTuber, got management that way, got flown to Los Angeles, was on a Sway show, you know, all that stuff. Came back home, doing shows. Got some notoriety, and he didn't stop. He didn't stop doing his YouTube thing. So yeah. as this life, this journey is happening with him, you get to see all of it. No, you don't get to see the journey. He tells you, he talks to him about yeah. it. Like, Thank you, but then he's like, "This is a new one that I got," and he wrote a new one, and it can go off the top of his head too. But he wrote a new one. It's like this one's to Gucci Mane, and then takes the music, and then he's just spitting murders, fire, dude, and well written. Like things you can understand too. Oh, yeah. So uh, later, you definitely have to check it. You know, oh yeah, you have to check it out. Oh, well, it's not copyrighted. He doesn't have a record deal. We could listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Because he's got reaction videos on YouTube. Yeah. So we can listen to it all you want, but let's not do a reaction video show. I just yeah. wanted to tell you about it because when we talked, as I was talking about it, it, made me think of it, and it was on my list of stuff to talk about. Yeah. That I don't have with me. <laughs> <laughs> written down in my mind. It was written down at work. Oh, speaking of rap, uh, POS and Astronautilus have come together to form Four Fists. Cool. And they put out a new track last week. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Different. Just just gain momentum. I'm I'm cool with that. Ridiculous. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, AK is a young white rapper from New Jersey. POS is uh, um, an older black rapper. Uh, look POS up uh, um, from the Minnesota game. Uh, uh, Doom Tree Records. Doom Tree Records. Doom Tree uh, and uh, AK from New Jersey. I don't know anything about the, any of these people or kids or anything, but uh, you know, look them up. It's interesting rap music. AK, if, if you're listening, if you're into rap music, Holla. super super interesting. I ain't begging him for no lines in. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> I just want to. Drop a beat and no, have him murder you. <laughs> no, 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 he would. No, this dude. Like, I'm out of practice. I'm not. I can't go off the top of my head anymore without. I have to start doing it. You know, again. Uh, but this this kid is hot. He's loud. Uh. Oh, he's. <sighs> I don't know what it is, 
but he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got it by the boatload. <laughs> PD. Oh, All right. The PD returns. Yeah. Golly, we haven't done anything today. I got to. Okay. I didn't want to tell you this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say it without being revolting. <laughs> I'm not joking. All right. So, I don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Then what? Because it's an interesting story. It's something that really happened. <laughs> All right. So, I've been wearing tidy whities right? Uh-huh. Well, because of the way I You've sit. You've hit the bottom of the underwear drawers, would you say? <laughs> and, ride, and, and ride equipment. On the back side, where your nuts meet your taint, mm-hmm. there is a, not a crevasse, <laughs> but a, like a 90 well, a fleshy 90, so it changes and flexes. <laughs> but anyway, it's hairy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is unpleasant, isn't it? But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm riding this equipment, so at some point it's like riding a horse. Now about the Rio Grande. So <laughs> I'm doing that nonsense. And at some point it's been like a, to- a tornadic, a vortex movement. So I'm kind of itching. I'm like... <sighs> feels like I got something in my underwear. Apparently, the hair has spun like this. Because <laughs> it's made a knot. <laughs> so I reach down. I'm outside. in Not public, but I'm outside where people can see me. And I kind of... <laughs> it's bothering me. So I feel like something... I mean, I had a hole in my pocket. Something fell down my pants. Maybe I, something happened. I don't know. But there's something there, and it's bothering me. It's like, is there something in the seat? Like I There's a, a letter in your mailbox. Maybe I dropped a peanut snack, and there's like a, <laughs> several peanuts there or whatever. And I reach down, and I feel something. I don't know what it is, and I'm kind of panicked. Like, this is not me. And I move it, <laughs> and it's a knot. So I'm like, what is that? And I'm I've thinking, got a growth. Is that a, is that a stink nugget? How to get way down there? Like trying to figure out what has happened. And I reach down, I grab a hold of it, and I remove it. I'm a man. You forcibly removed it. And I've made a mistake. Because those, <laughs> those 17 hairs that I pulled from that ultra, ultra <laughs> sensitive place, it buckled my left leg. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> I fell down in the middle of the cemetery. I almost did. It was bad. I didn't fall down, but I kind of like steadied myself and I got back on the, uh, the backhoe and I'm... Uh, I'm Nothing had nothing to see here. Nobody was looking at me. Go about your day. I was kind of hidden, but I was like, "What is going on? Not there's a knot. <laughs> I need to trim up because this is ridiculous. You shouldn't have knots and sticks and need mud. Some manscaping, sir. Yes, manscaping. I got werewolf hair. <laughs> like, there's a nest. It's so bad, dude. That's like the place that I'm hairy. Like here now, because I never used to be able to grow this. Yeah, here and there. Nowhere else. I got the neck. I got the neck beard. It's the so Jafar weird. beard. Yes, you look like Jafar, like a short, <laughs> lighter Jafar. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, we should figure. Look, get a picture of Jafar and set that up and put you in that outfit for Halloween, dude. <laughs> you could rock the Jafar. You walk around with a staff with a parrot on the end of it. Not a parrot. It's a cobra. That yeah. parent. We got a fake parent and like sta- not staple him, sorry. But like I'll fix him to your <laughs> shoulder. <Staple it>. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't staple your shoulder. Maybe we would. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and I'll go as too fat for Aladdin. I'm too fat. I could be the Sultan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
I am the Sultan of Swing, and you are your fair. All right, sorry. <laughs> sultan of shit. No, you bro. Are. Why you gotta? Why you gotta shit on my dreams? Because it's what I'm good at. I want to be the Sultan of Agrabah. <laughs> twisty, twisty, twisty oh, with the mustachios. Yeah. No, bro. Anyway, speaking of gay, gay shit, I just can't. Out I can't grow that gnarly mustache. No, no. It's like a thirteen-year-old's mustache. It really is. When I was that age, I grew one of those too, and I, I, I hated the way I looked. I was like a Spaniard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, it was just, I, I just didn't, I don't know. You shave that shit off. I need to shave this off, but it's finally filling out, so it looks decent. Yeah, I, I can't let this go. Well, it you, took my whole life to grow it. So. It looks weird. Well, it makes you look foreign because you don't have any facial hair, but yeah. you get that. You do seriously, for real, have a neck beard. I've never no, seen yeah. an actual neck beard, but that's a neck well, beard. It's more of a chin. It's more of an under. You don't have any on your chin. No. Like, it's on the bottom of your chin. Yeah. That's all neck and, like, right yeah. here. That's weird. You're like Lau Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Low Pan, sorry. Low Pan. Yeah. Poor Chalky Express. When Jack Burton's tearing through the night and the wind's ripping and the rain's sailing, <laughs> I just think up what old Jack Burton says. Fuck your mother. <laughs> he didn't say that. But if Kurt Russell were here right now, I like to think, even though his face is made of aged dem denim, <laughs> I'd like to think that he would agree with me. And I bet he smells like money and old casinos and <laughs> patent leather and elevator buttons. and Elevator buttons? Yeah, man. And like continental breakfast. When have you... All right. Don't you ask me what I've lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to know. You fall in an elevator, how else you going to get up? There's not a rail. You got to climb up. <laughs> Ooh, now I know what that smells like. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Other people's fingers. <laughs> nah, bro. It's different. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face, it's its different. It's, it's different. <laughs> Bro, you got that <clears throat> thousand yard stare. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> I want the mantle from House Two in my house. I want the mantle from House Two in your house too. With the glowy blue skull <laughs> in your house too. <laughs> it's a very, very, very fine house. <laughs> I was reaching for that queerdom, but <laughs> I don't mean that against your LGBTQSY cis community. I don't know what I'm saying. What? I don't know that? the acronyms. I don't know the adverbs or similes or whatever it's supposed to be. And I apologize. But I am just the Stonehenge werewolf, man. I don't <laughs> give a shit. I want to give a shit. I can't. My brain is too full of serious matters. Well, <laughs> it is. I saw a fruit stripe gum today. I know uh, they still made that delicious. shit. I didn't buy it. I just saw it. I was like, that zebra. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Fruit stripe gum. Man from outer space, stick his butt in your face. That's not what it said, but that's what? a literal lyric from the commercial from Fruit Stripe Gum. It's the I remember the song from Fruit Stripe Gum, and I could sing it, but there's this one part where I didn't understand the lyrics, so I filled them in like I normally do with my brain. It's yeah, I sang it when the Fruit Stripe Gum was on TV, haters. <laughs> it was. I know I remember several old commercials. Well, somebody asked. Somebody speaking of commercial. Somebody asked me for a. Uh, I was going. Oh, 
my son. I was like, going in the store. You want anything? It's like, even so, yeah, I want a Sprite. Oh, you want an S to the P R I T E can? And he goes, Whoa. What? And I was like, You're, You'll never know what that is. No. You'll never know what that is. I remember is. every word of that song. D- do it. Nope. <laughs> We're going to do that. Oh. That's going to be our intro song for the next podcast. <laughs> I don't know, I'll beef up. I might even find like the track with no words. Yeah. S to the P R I T E K. So what's your name, Daddy? M A C. And what you drink? S P R I T E Y. I can do both parts. I'm Chris. People out there listening to us right now. I'm a single mom that have no idea what that was. No, and I don't care because the party was in the can. That's right. That's a snapback. Ooh, ooh, not the hat. Check out my crack. <laughs> I'm back, youngin. I had to <laughs> stretch my back out because I'm wearing a dragon shirt. Dragon. Oh, God, it's Even. a sweet, sweet, sweaty muff. <laughs> what? I am not talking to you right now. I'm still mad at you about that thing you said. <laughs> 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 what? Are you still mad about the elevator, but elevator buttons thing? No. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've lived a very eclectic life. Um, eclectic, I mean, whoops. That is actually what I should put on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> Here lies Mark Hudson. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> it's perfect. It sums it up. Uh, anyway, beyond the drugs and all the, you know, all the... And all the the lifestyle and all the stuff that I did, um, yes, I know what very strange things smell like. That's one one of the magical gifts I was given. Yeah, uh, I also am the patron saint of minor inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> I've been elevated. You can look it up; it's a real thing. Um, also, uh, I'm not reaching on this. Just uh, just the meanderings of strange things that stick into my freaking debilitated mind. See, when I was a kid, they didn't have the tests that they needed to test me for whatever yeah. it is. Now they do, but I'm too old. I don't fit in the category, but there's definitely something wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, and I've just made it worse. <laughs> just <me. laughs> So at some point, you know, where so I'm one of those, like, I can't wait to start feeling dementia. Come on, because I'm going to use that shit to my advantage. I'm going to do the, the weird shit that occurs to me. But like, why wouldn't I eat this pineapple right now? Yeah. Or that place where they keep the lettuce is a wonderful place to lay down. I'm going to try all these clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Can I cut your apple with my dirty drugstore knife? If you wanted to know, the answer is yes. That's in my book. (laughs) That is in... The answer is yes. That's in my book. Yeah, I wanted to tell you, I was thinking about that this week, driving around as I do. Uh, I wanted to talk about your book. Tell tell our listeners about your book. Um, Okay. (laughs) Put that in your book. (laughs) Uh, I, I, well, I wrote a movie. Yes, we'll talk about the several movie. movies. Uh, we'll talk about the movie uh, and uh, our I, books. I wrote a, <laughs> we'll talk about the movie in the book. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the movie in the book. <laughs> and then we'll put the book in the movie. In the movie. Diversification. And then no we'll publicity the, is bad publicity. And we'll put all of it in the podcast. And we'll put all of it in the podcast. And there'll be liner notes and a flip. I won't have any of that. Now, <laughs> I wrote this book, and I can't remember the name, the title of the book off the top of my head. But it's um, it's operational failure. (laughs) Operational failure is the name of it. There's a subtext. It's operational failure in my life through the meanderings of stupidity or something like that. 
and I wanted to be witty and cool, but turns out I'm neither of those things. So just like I'm blabbing my idiot mouth now, I did the same thing in the book, and I wrote down things that were funny to me and stories and intrigue and... Every once in a while, I'd showcase the fact that I can actually write. Yeah. And then I'd go back into, like, Doritos. And the rest of it's just cerebral rum. It's just little, literally, like, if I could vomit like a rain gutter, and that vomit, and in between hitting the ground in a splatter, would, like, Nicodemus in the freaking Secret, Secret of Nim would be that magical pen. Yeah. That's, that's what I wrote. Gotcha. But um, I got a bunch of pop culture references, and I got a bunch of music references, and I just say stuff that doesn't make sense, and I get serious, and I there's no... And a bunch r- of crap we said over the years. Rhyme or reason to it at all, but I liked it, and that's what was important. Then I got this book deal, and this, this, uh, this lady, this publisher kept calling me, and I thought, you know, and then she sent me a letter, and... You know, and I was really, I was like, I'm going to get published because I told her about how, what I was now, writing. My, my question about that was, because I was thinking about that too, is how did how did this come to pass? Did you I put the work it. out there? I got a chapter and I wrote a query letter and I okay. sent it off okay. to them via email. And then they got back in touch with me. I looked up a publisher. I just uh, looked up publishers and went down. Though You know, they're super expensive or super not expensive, but super famous yeah. publishers and went down to like, Willie's Publishing, not really, not really, but you know, like a lower publishing yeah. that's been operating for this long and everything. I was like, that seems like a hot ticket. Let's see what they've published. And I researched it a little bit, found out what they published. I was like, they're not going to publish me. This shit right here is like, if I, if me, this is another book that I would write, by the way, Paul's what I just said. I'd like to travel all over the world, not all over the world, but all over the southern Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. And take photos of bathroom walls in different places and write an entire book of the filth that I can read on the bathroom walls down here. Because I've spent my entire life reading the filth on the bathroom walls, and it needs to be out there. Not everybody gets to see that. And why do people blow their nose in there on the wall? All that stuff? I'm renting, I, I'm renting the car as we it's, speak. It's just something I'd like to do. It's another idea that I have, but I digress. Anyway, and this lady was talking to me on the phone, and I researched the company a little bit, but... It was too good to be true, and I didn't know it at the time. I just wanted to dream. I wanted to feel. I knew it was bullshit somewhere in there. I just wanted to feel awesome. Yeah. Just let me feel awesome for a little bit, because most of my life's gray or on fire. That's a story for another time. So I didn't want to be upset. I just wanted to be positive. I just wanted to be positive and feel good about stuff. So anyway, writing this book, she's like, oh, this is this is really good. I like this. And then she sent me, let me send you over to our or an indie independent editor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this guy, young guy talked to me and he was really upbeat and all this stuff. And it's like, it's brilliant. I really like it. And of course he said all the words, exactly mm-hmm. what I needed to hear. And I just, He's I knew hitting all the buzzwords. I knew it was, I knew it was bullshit. I just wanted to hear them. I just wanted to hear them from somebody. And it made me feel good. And somebody I, outside your circle. I don't have a circle anymore, but yeah. But me. I just wanted <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel that recognition. So I did. I coasted on it. And I was like, I got five thousand words uh, as a novella, or I could write ten thousand words and make a small like a small coffee table book, just some of weird things. Just to say I could write a book. You know? Because I got store I got plenty of uh, stuff I could write. Yeah. But I just wanted to get this out. And he's like, send us in what you got, and we'll do an evaluation, and, and you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. Well, as a goof, I sent him half of it. I sent him 2,500 words. Um, Probably not the best idea. I knew it was bullshit. I just wanted to see. 
Anyway, I got this email. After, after reviewing it, your book is okay to be published. Blah, 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 blah. We'll send you the contracts via FedEx. All the information you need to know. We look forward to working with you. All you have to do is pay us a hefty fee. It wouldn't be a bunch of money, but I got this FedEx thing in the mail, like, you know, the official looking thing, and it was welcome to Dorrance Publishing, and it was a big folder, and uh, you read all the stuff. And I was like, oh, this is really happening. I knew it was bullshit, but it was, this is really happening. And then on like one of the last pages of it is like, I mean, it's really upbeat. It was like, your work will be doing this. I had artwork that I did. You know, that weird characters I used to draw on mm-hmm. stuff? I was going to be the cover. I had artwork to go in the book, too. Thick in the book of This is just me being weird. Look at my weirdness. That's all it was. And uh, anyway, uh, they sent me this stuff. And on one of the last pages, it was like, sadly, unless you're you know, already famous or have connections and this and this, Nobody can get published without self-publishing, blah, 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 blah. And they should they talk about payment scale and everything. And I realized, I mean, I actually saw it in writing. Mm-hmm. This is self-publishing. I'm going to have to pay them to publish my book. Yeah. And it came crashing down. I was really upset about it. I knew it, but I, it was real then. Which, if you're going to pay someone to publish your book, you might as well publish it yourself. Yeah. So that was the thing. But uh, over there on the bookshelf, the middle shelf, I still have all the contracts and the thing. It was just nice. Yeah, just nice for a moment because we made several records in my life that went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, but say made you too made yep. several records. I wrote several movies, wrote several stories, short stories and books in my life that I tried and and then some I didn't try on. It was like you just beat yourself down with it. Like this is not good. But that one, I really liked it. When I would write it, I'd read back over it. I'd laugh. Yeah, like <laughs> that's ridiculous. But anyway, and keep going, and then to get that little recognition was very good for me for that small point of time. And then yeah. once I realized it was not a hoax, but it was a thing where I was like, oh, figures. Yeah, and kind of I stopped working on the book. I should have never done. Gotta it. Gotta keep just, working I on it, man. Stopped working on it. Well, I mean, also other things happened. Yeah, I, I won't go into that. But I mean, I put it on the shelf, and I look at it. And I look at it. I know I'm better than that. I'm a great writer, dude. I can write. But that's one of the things I'm confident in. One of the only things in my entire life. Yeah. That I'm confident about myself in. Um, and uh, like making a movie or writing. I've seen, I've seen or, it happen. Or writing a tune or something like that. Yeah. I, I've, seen, I, I've seen it happen in front of my face. Hey, man. I got this. Okay. Boom. Done. Written. That's one of my, not the only gifts that I have. Yeah. And, uh, make it happen. Uh, so I mean, it was just really interesting. I can't, it's, it's, this is a strange podcast, but it's not bad. No, I just uh, to to put a to to put all that work into something and have somebody acknowledge it for a second, just for the just so you live the dream for a minute, you know. And then knowing that it was the like, I mean the this I, this is a constant reminder of the way I am. Remember the burning room? Yeah. Remember the artwork you did for them? I'm still there. Everybody, Dunk went away, Derek went away, but I'm still there. Yeah. I'm still in that room. Sitting alone in this burning room thinking of you. Yeah. That's, that's literally the perfect example for me. Can't get out of that burning room. I can see the open door, but I can't get there. And that also has to do with whatever's wrong with me. Even if you could get to the door, it's a razor door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a razor door. The the The... the the doorknobs are made of chaotic, evil, sentient dildos, and they, <laughs> and they want your holes, and they get longer and longer the closer you approach. So every step forward, it's like, mm, 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 and you back up, like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like, 
And the, the roof never caves in. You're waiting for it. So, <laughs> yeah. And continue on down the road. The unwritten book of the road. The unwritten book of the road. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote it. And I'm still, I, I just haven't written in a while. So, it's, pick it up again, man. That's great. I will. I have to read back over it and remember why I loved it. Because it was just a book I wrote for myself. Yeah. Just out of weird stuff. Well, I mean, when you're, you know, when you're writing, you're always writing for you. If you're not writing for yourself, then it's, I mean, unless you're writing for a magazine or something Well, I got, like a, that. I got a horror story um, that I wrote that wasn't for me. It was for readers. I wrote it for people to read. Yeah. That I wrote so I could just say, eh. That's what. That's exactly. That, that could be the subtext title of that book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's why 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 podcast. It's why I pick up a guitar. It's I have to get it out of me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and the only it's in me now, and the only way to get it out is to blow it out with, with a, a bullet. bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I want everything. Would that include a bullet from this gun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Uh, so, I mean, they got a bunch of art projects, a bunch of writing projects that I can't seem to do because I, sh- I stress so hard that yeah. every time I sit down, I don't feel like I deserve to do it because I haven't finished work. I haven't, I haven't done all that I can do. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. And also, whatever diagnosis that I have, um, that, that becomes obvious the longer I live. My diagnosis? Witty and fun. All night long. <laughs> My diagnosis is more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> Not nobody can see that. And yeah. I don't care. Yes, I pantomime hitting the cowbell. Suck it. Dr. Not the Sam. cowbell. The Got a fever. The Only cure. It's more cowbell. Thank you, Chris. Now get out. I'm leaving. Unless you're going <laughs> to tell me that story about Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> but these shoes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. If we only had guests or viable things to talk about. You know what? We're... I'm, I can line us up a guest for next week. I don't like Anthony. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put that on that. This podcast in case he was on the next one. Because he's a fat fucking barrel ass sow. And <laughs> be like, so what's up with you not liking me? <laughs> I would love that. You heard me. You <sighs> sunk-eyed, long-haired, earring, bearded fuck. <laughs> yeah, I leaned into it. You knew what I was going to say, but I slipped it on you. Mm-hmm. Right up in there, just... <laughs> All up in there. That fucking dude. <laughs> I mean, we could find another guest. I'm, I'm really, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no problem with that guy. I was just joking. Man. <laughs> I was just thinking of messed up stuff to say about him because he won't hear this yeah. until later. Like, this is the podcast you're on. He'll have to be like, hey, let me listen to this one. <laughs> and then he'll hear this. Well, no, this will go up Sunday night. Like fucking clown This will go up Sunday night like all of them do. He's like, if a cinder brick had sex with a tinker toy and a junkie <laughs> that's not right he's a beautiful man and he i'm sure he smells very nice i'm sure, he's in, sure he smells very nice maybe he's in good shape and i'm sure he rides a bronco or whatever bronco. <laughs> i don't know i'm sure he's awesome i just hadn't seen him in a hundred years or nor thought about him until you brought him up the other day yeah that's all because he was like i've been trying to get in touch with mark no you haven't because if you were trying to get in touch with me you would have been in touch with me you fat bag of pink then water. Again, I know very well that you won't answer a number that you don't know. You know, so yeah, um, because like Gwen Stefani taught us, I screen my phone calls. 
pause this bitch. I got to smoke. All right. And on that note, we tell you the sweet, sweet love-making story of how I want to come to your country and find your mouth. Mwah. Back from the break, discussing uh, <clears throat> uh, starting a Patreon. Uh, well, for the series. People, uh, if anybody listened this far. <laughs> yeah, we've never gotten any comments. People can comment on SoundCloud. The cool thing about commenting on SoundCloud is they can, they can comment at a specific point. So if they like a something that we say, they can comment right at that point. I can't wait for all the messages to come in telling me to go kill myself. We haven't gotten any. <laughs> <gasps> That's wonderful. I saw a young blonde woman in a black dress crying over a grave today. Not really. No, that's real. Thanks for the thanks for the guttural yawn, Sepultura. You're welcome. Oh, something's called propaganda. Eat. No, don't eat. Read. Read. Sepultura literally means the grave. Wonderful. And now we can't play any of that. This is not a music show. So let's talk about my sweet, sweet recipe. Yeah. But going back to the comments, if you think we should do a Patreon, if you if anybody here would pay for this, uh, let us know. And I might get a PO box it. so you can just send me stuff that's not biological or dead in the mail. And when I get it, I'll either keep it or throw it away <laughs> <laughs> and take pictures. And you know. Maybe we can uh, take a, a page out of Dougie Stanhope's freaking book and do an eBay yard sale. Yeah. Just grab some stuff and sell it on eBay because we got weird stuff from the Sith. Not the Sith, but the South. <laughs> the Sith. <laughs> the Sith. The I got to the fuck out of the Sith. I can't do it. I got to get the fuck out of the Sith. Yeah. I do was a genius. Yeah. He made me laugh. Sad that he's gone. Huh, too bad. Yeah. Like so many of our heroes. Yes. In the grave. But, yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be fun, but it's not. So <laughs> you thought it was a joke, but it's not. Nice. That's a pull from the nineties. Yeah. I would like to talk to you about pork rib. Mm. <sighs> I would like to eat pork rib. I had a pork rib today. I was so revolting. <laughs> That it made me think in all punctuation. Jesus. Yeah. Like the old, like the old comic strip. So you know, instead of cursing, it was just random symbols. Yeah, your head. pretty much like that. But mine was just like period, 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 comma, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> it was, it was sad. Where okay. was this horrible pork rib? I brought food for lunch to work today. Ha ha! Aren't I a functional human being? But anyhow. It wasn't enough. I didn't bring enough. I didn't bring any sides. I didn't bring any salad. Just I didn't bring a piece of bread. Yeah, I just brought a big hunk of meat, which is... Nice box of Christmas meat. Best I can do. <laughs> oh, That's what my bathing suit says. Collar on crouch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up and out. All right. Oh. Now, anyway. No, I, di I didn't bring enough lunch, so I smashed my lunch, and I have MREs. Mm -hmm. uh, several MREs. Right. In the back of... No, they're not all of them are bad. I like several of them, actually. But this one that I have in the back of my truck, I have several in the back of my truck just in case because I'm paranoid and weird. Master of reality. But um, uh, as, I, uh, as, I, as I doth encroach upon the bag, I, uh, I open my MRE and I'm digging. You know, it's got all sorts of neat stuff in it. Yeah. And the guys around me think I'm a wizard because I'm you know, making my little meal and all that <laughs> stuff. 
And the pork rib, I never had the pork rib before. Ever. In all my time eating MREs, which wasn't an exorbitant amount of time. I didn't even know there was a pork rib MRE. It's not bad. It's not bad. But the pork rib is. Like the rib itself. <laughs> it's like, imagine that boneless pork product. Mm-hmm. You know, that falsetto pork. But you kind of like, that's pretty good. This one was like freeze-dried at some point. It was like a... <sighs> if a chef had a nightmare of an abortion... <laughs> that's that's what it was like. Um, it it was just this horrible piece of questionable meat. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about this party, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they had these tortillas that were like just compressed and this mm-hmm. cheese spread. So you're supposed to put cheese spread and the pork rib and heat it up in the little heating bag. Yeah, it's like a water bag. activated yeah. heating bag, and it's supposed to be good. Well, there's no amount of heat. Other than incineration, that would make it worth eating. <laughs> I'd rather eat fire. <laughs> I felt the same thing now that you bring up pork rib about Subway's new pork sandwich rib. Sandwich. I did their Philly cheese last they time. They had the Philly cheese. A pork rib sandwich supposed to be like the McRib, but on sub, but Subway, and it was the most vile thing I had eaten in a long time. This thing was this thing was bad, but I like the drinks and I like having a book of matches. I always like a book of matches in my pocket. I don't know why, I just like it. So fuck you. But anyway, you want to be at any point in time the bringer of fire. I am the torchbearer for sure. I really am. But uh, longer and longer, and story is not short. So I uh, uh, I ate this pork rib. I mean, me when I say I ate it, I took a couple of bites of it and I. Th- spit and threw it in the garbage <laughs> and i never had the pork rib i've had several things that were pretty good the chili macaroni is exceptional the, the how, stroganoff wasn't bad i like that anyway so there's some light at the end of this tunnel and it's not a flashlight that was stuck reverse up your butt <laughs> it was a, a tear top bag of new england clam chowder mm. and i threw the bag in the heat bag red of the white <laughs> The white. <laughs> anyway, uh, I heated it up, and I was like, damn, this is actually good. I'm eating it. And I got my little freeze-dried coffee. I can make coffee if I want. I can make my tropical. And it's an MRE. Yeah. It's, it's a little piece of home. But anyway, I got my little things, and I sit it down. And I really remember why I revile them. But anyway, so I'm eating, I'm eating the clam chowder out of the bag. Because I heated it up in the bag, and instead of being a person, I just ate it out of the bag like a fruit. So I'm, I'm eating that, and as I'm eating it, I'm looking at the matches and the napkin and the tropical punch drink and all the little stuff that comes in it, and I'm eating I was like, this is pretty good. And then I remembered the quintessential part of any armory is that it kung fu punches its way out yeah. of your asshole. And I'm thinking, I just drank a caffeinated beverage on top of eating... Clam MRE clam MRE chowder. pork, disgusting pork clam, chowder. clam chowder. And I chased it down with a nice big gulp of Powerade. The heat index is in the hundreds. And I know, without the shadow of a doubt, the Infinity War is, <laughs> <laughs> is about to happen. And my bungus. <laughs> Thanos is about to snap his fingers in your cold. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And apparently my butthole is going to turn to dried leaves <laughs> blows away uh, so <laughs> it was like a flash burn like I shit and maybe my shadow is now forever imprinted upon the wall it was bad dude and normally I wouldn't do shit talk but I had to tell you that because it was an MRE story shit talk last podcast oh shut up fact. shit talk motherfucker 
Don't All we do is talk shit. <laughs> that's that's actually true. I wish there were some real content. Because <laughs> I want to be a serious actor. Not really. <laughs> but I mean, you want to talk about serious stuff and we got nothing. We got nothing. Like, this bowl has a hole yeah, in it. The whole, the whole concept of the podcast was me and you sit down and just talk like we do. Yeah. And we have. That's that's fair enough. Um. Yeah. You being too... Man, steely eyed missile man. <laughs> steely eyed missile man. <sighs> Having said that, The Martian was the most scientifically satisfying space movie that's ever existed. <laughs> yes, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Up yours, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. No, uh, it was a fantastic flick, but come on. <laughs> could happen. The only plausible sci fi movie ever. Yeah. The only one. Man survives on Lone Planet with fecal. Uh-uh. That, that's, that's the story. That's the, the impetus. I was thinking about uh, uh, today as I was musing through my uh, doldrum. Do you remember how hot Sigourney Weaver was? Yeah. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> I was just thinking Isn't, about... Okay, now here... here, here I mean, she's probably still even, hot wherever she's at. An even deeper question. Ooh. I'm listening. About Sigourney. Did you find her hotter in the Aliens movie where she shaved her head? No. No, I no, didn't. I did. In I the, don't know why. In the first, it's the first one when she's wearing the half-cut panties and the tank top, even though she's yep. a long, slender yep. woman... There's something about that spidery woman. Okay, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> Stop <clears throat> looking at me with those bedroom eyes about Sigourney Weir. <laughs> you don't tell me how I feel. <laughs> All right. You seen Coraline? Yeah. Remember the other Love mother? It. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver should play the other mother. In a live action version of Coraline. On Broadway, I'll direct it. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm writing the draft. That's real shit. Um, she's a spindly, thin woman. She's There's something lithe and predatory about her. Granted, it was a movie and shot about her, and she seemed... I was just re- referring, I was, as I was dreaming of Weaver. <laughs> Dream Weaver! Ah, yes! <laughs> I believe <laughs> through my <head. laughs> It's true. She's the only one that can get you through the night, because the xenomorphs are going to own that ass. That's it. That's anyway... It. I, re- I just remembered the first alien. Where she's, alone, and the second, she's scantily clad. She's moving around, but she's a lithe, long woman. And through her out, throughout, throughout her career, as I've seen her in things, like, hmm, hey. And still to this day, and she's probably 60 plus. Yeah, uh, she didn't do a bad job in the Defenders. I- I'd probably still hit it. <laughs> no, look at my fucking face. I'm not joking. <laughs> I, I yeah yeah I, I can see the, the secret's out now, folks. I did masturbate to Sigourney Weaver's voice in Finding Dory. Oh, not really, not really. <laughs> no, she's just a hot woman. I, I think of her. Okay, if she's the gold medalist, Lyndall Hamil- Linda Hamilton comes in at a close third. Ooh, Linda Hamilton. She did not age well. So what? She was a beast. Still love 
And still love that scene. You can't scene. crucify her for a lot of these. Now, still love that scene in Terminator 2 when she's doing the pull-ups. Mmm. Yeah. Sassy, dude. Yeah. That woman was a beast in that movie. Like, really? Resistance fighter, eh? Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> Sorry with that. I'm going to train my son to be a great general. But you're just like a suburban mom. Not anymore, I'm not. Mental hospital pull Train my son to become a Christian Bale. <laughs> what I need to do is I need to get a, uh, um, an extra large um, white tee and put mental hospital pull-ups on the back of it and put it in my closet and just start working out. So I got my shoulders and arms really big. Let me just wear that around. Just so people know. Am I the only one that's listening? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Terminator, did you see the vile wreckage that was Terminator Genesis? Probably, but I don't remember it. So if I don't remember it, that's that's pretty bad because I love B-side movies. Well, and I've watched some dogs, but here you know you've heard that you've heard the Terminator Genesis wasn't a B-side movie. They spent millions on it. I know. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like well, when I say B-side, I also I mean B-side, but I also mean shitty movies too. Yeah. They're not. They're not. Ex- not equals X equals X. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, you know, in general. You see B side movies. I'd love to make B side movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. This probably set us back a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, stuff. you wrote one. We might did. as well make one. I did. Um, and I'll continue to write them now, whether they get made. No, no. It's All just the expressions of the soul. Yes. And apparently, my soul makes bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually okay with that. My soul makes really bad movies. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, anyway, uh, where was I? Lyndall Hamilton. She's a th- she's the bronze. Lyndall Hamilton comes in with the bronze. <laughs> um, let's see, what else can I steal? Uh, Sigourney Weaver <laughs> is gold. <laughs> Who's gonna be the silver in the Lady Badass tournament? Tournament. Tournament. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's silver in the Lady Badass. If Sigourney Weaver's gold and Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton is okay, so bronze. Sigourney Weaver in first, Linda Hamilton in third. We need that. We need that female badass lead into the middle with a bullet. Female female lead badass. Dead air. Okay. Um. I know. This is dead air. How is this happening? We all fucking fell into a K hole. <laughs> and anybody who knows what that fell is. Into a weaver hole. You're in now my hole. No one ever falls into a weaver hole. Don't look at me like that. You know I'm what I'm talking did. about. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Whoa, me too. <laughs> slowly grunted. <laughs> Oh, Weaver. Oh, my God. She can get me through the night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Sweet Weaver. (laughs) Sally Field. In what? What has Sally Field ever been badass? Well, she was badass in everything, but I mean, like, action, (laughs) like a badass female badass. Norma Ray. I don't know. (laughs) I haven't seen Norma Ray in a long time, but she was awesome in that. She never, I mean, I don't think she's ever done. Has she done action? No. But she should. Sally Field, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I've got an action movie with your fucking name on it. You're the lead. No, she's doing espionage. She's in 
Bond gadget. Sally Field is she's, the one that got away. She's fucking <laughs> repelling slowly. I don't know. I couldn't think of anybody. For some reason, that's what jumped into my head. <laughs> Sally Field. Sally feels forever. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Oh, oh man. I broke a sweat on that. Yeah. I was like, Sally feels. Why? <laughs> like, did I miss no this reason. Awesome it Sally Field really action really... movie because I need that in my mind. I know, right? <laughs> We're writing it. This movie was expressly written for Sally, Sally Field. Oh. <laughs> Uh, who's that guy? Tom Skerritt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the sidekick. <laughs> Brilliant. That's I think so he said all we needed to see, uh, all he needed to say, it's still Magnolia. No, don't you shit on Tom Skerritt. <laughs> I mean, you can. He's probably in there. <laughs> I'd like to use this episode to say I apologize to Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt for all the uncouth things I said about him. He's awesome. He's no Sam Elliott, but he's like a... He's, he's, he's close second. <laughs> well, yeah, but he was Viper in Top Gun. Yeah, he was. So nobody touches Viper. What was that other movie? It was like the second generation Top Gun knockoff with Louis Gossett. Iron, Iron Eagle. Eagle. Okay. I just want to watch it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh... Lewis Gossett Jr. Lewis Gossett Awesome yeah. Digstown Bitch yeah. I want to write I don't remember what happened Dude listen to my Fucking sweet mouth Right now <laughs> I got Back there I got a composition book Where I wanted to write This jazzy Freaking Song Like a small EP mm-hmm. I stayed up one night And I got high Look I'm talking about Vesuvius. <laughs> I was I got some of that good old quack quack weed. Uh-huh. And I was out of my mind. And I grabbed that notebook. Straight to the stink bug moon. Exactly. But on my television, James Wood, Lewis, uh, Lewis Gossett Jr. in Digstown. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it and I'm writing. And I came up with this epiphany. I want to do an EP. EP is the full one or is the LP? LP is the, is the full <laughs> Okay, I wanted to do an EP called The Sounds of Digstown. It's just <laughs> it's just songs written and inspired by the movie Digstown. And when I was writing it, of course I was high. I thought it was the most brilliant thing I've ever written. <laughs> of course it was. I started using quotes to fill in the song. I got like two and a half songs of that shit till I realized what was happening. Like I was like, this is brilliant. The sounds of Digstown. You heard it here, motherfucker. I need a bologna sandwich. You know, and, and just like that, the goldfish remembered who you were. Yeah. But anyway. People. I thought it was so brilliant. Now I know it's not. But it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of really is, yeah. Ooh, I ran into the big black thing in my mouth. <laughs> Happened off another. It was the mic. Dear listener, I guess we're going to set up a Patreon or something. This is by far one of the weirdest podcasts me and Josh have ever done. What are we talking about? I don't know. Where did we go with it? Still don't know. But if you like what you hear, I suggest and maybe even offer, you know, 
come along with us and listen to it, man. Or, you know, give us a comment or something like that. I mean, what do you have to lose? Nothing. And I want to know what you think. Genuinely and sincerely. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I, I, I'd like to invite you to come back next Thursday <laughs> as me and him sit down and think about you and your sweet mouth <laughs> <laughs> and your intelligent brains and your fucked up feet. <laughs> Why are there feet on this? I just want to tell you, listener, I'm here for you. And you're the only one that I'll ever love. <laughs> oh my god. And on that note, we cue the music. I'm drunk. <laughs>